This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Hello, listeners. It's time for a new episode. I'm so happy you're here. I am Wendy Snyder, your host, positive parenting educator, and family life coach. And this one is a very special episode with someone we adore as a family, uh, Mrs. Corey Grazley. She's actually a teacher from our kids' elementary school, and she has just been really such a meaningful influence on our children's lives and also on Terry and I's lives. So it just really was such an honor to. Um, interview her and hopefully the sound comes through okay. We were cracking up because we actually had to get really creative and ended up uh, recording in my truck. in my Sequoia. We just made it work. We popped up the microphone and we just had the best conversation. But because um, COVID restrictions had just tightened down again and there was some questions around having to wear a mask and having to make sure all of my volunteer paperwork was in check, which it wasn't, (laughs) I would have had to update everything and it just wasn't going to happen. So we got creative and we said, let's just record in the truck. And it turned out to be perfect. So hopefully the sound is still excellent. I think it came out pretty darn good, but um, please just enjoy this episode. I hope it inspires you to head into the new year with a growth mindset. You all are incredible parents, and we all together as a community who cares so deeply about our kids and our families and the world. We are all learning. We are all growing. We are all doing our best. Uh, But together, we are really part of a movement who cares about developing life skills, about breaking painful generational cycles, about equipping our children with important life skills and emotional wellness and literacy and all the things. And it is just such an honor to be here beside you. And without further ado, enjoy this episode, families. Well, hey there. I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families. Welcome to a new episode of The Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited to be here today with Ms. Corey Grazley, who is just a treasured teacher from my kids' elementary school. And we have been trying to make this happen for a while, A Corey. long time. We have. Yep. Yeah. We are so grateful that you are taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with Thank us you. today. And families, today we are going to be talking about how to instill a growth mindset in kids. And... Um, you know, you, you heard me introduce Corey in the beginning, but I'm just going to tell you again, um, Corey, you have been just instrumental. It's going to be hard not to cry. I know. Seriously. <laughs> you have been um, just instrumental in my children's lives. And yeah. my, so Stella had the um, honor and luck or honor, whatever, of having you twice. That's that was so crazy. Good. I know. Yeah. That was the best. And then um, Taryn got to have you one year and we were just like, we'd have a party every time that we heard that we were going to have you because um, what you taught our kids um, was just really, really incredible. And we're just so grateful for you. So Thank you. I'm so grateful for you and your kids. Oh, <laughs> yay. I loved working with your family over the years, really. Oh, so that's awesome. back at you. That's yeah. awesome. Because there was a time when I feared that Stella would <laughs> be like kicked out of <laughs> kindergarten or elementary school so to hear that she was a delight to have it's just awesome. an absolute delight yes Aww. both of your kids amazing yay well um so the reason why we're talking about growth mindset is because uh Corey is a growth mindset specialist and um you now are actually 
an MTSS SOSA teacher at school, right? So in the past you taught third grade, fourth grade-ish, and now, so tell us about your new role that you're doing, and then we'll get into growth mindset. Okay, yeah. No, so I've worked at Parkdale Lane um, for, gosh, 24 years now as a classroom Mm. teacher, and I started out in sixth grade. I was sixth grade for 10 years, moved to third grade, and then most recently fourth grade, and absolutely most recently, as in this year, I am our school's MTSS TOSA. And a TOSA is just a teacher on special assignment. Okay. The MTSS part is, um, it's called multi-tiered systems of support. Okay. And that's very new for our district. All nine schools have an MTSS TOSA this year. And it's basically giving students support, tiered support in the areas of behavior, social, emotional learning, Mm, and academics. So it's that pie. It's that whole child that we're looking at that has been a long time coming because we know that you can't get to the academics until you tackle the social, emotional, until you tackle the behavioral. We just can't get there. So that's, you know, looking at this whole child, looking at what can we do to make school an amazingly comfortable place for them to be so that Mm. their learning can happen. Oh, my gosh. So the fact that Encinitas Union School District is, you know, making this an importance and putting one of us at each school is kind of, I think, groundbreaking. That is groundbreaking. So do you work very closely with Mrs. Wood? I do. So that's our team. So when you talk about our track teacher, our social emotional teacher that's on campus, Mrs. Wood, she's part of this team. You know, and we have, you know, we have Mrs. Wood and we have a school psychologist and we have our amazing principal, Mrs. Terry. We have reading intervention specialists that are working with our kids. So it's again, it's this team that supports the whole child. Amazing. And Mrs. Wood has been on our show. Way, way, yes, way back in the beginning. That's okay. Um, so I think, you know, now we're in the second hundreds of episodes, but she was back in like episode, I forget, like 13 or something. She is amazing. I I just feel like when there are kids on our campus that need support and it can be any kind of child at any time needing support for any reason, we just swoop in as a team. What can we do? So good. So so good. And it starts from the minute they walk in the gates of our school. It's, you know, making eye eye contact with the kids. It's making them feel like we're happy to see you. We are, you know, I mean, this is a place that you want to be. Yes. And that you know you can get support and that, you know, we can make that happen for you. We are so lucky because, um, you know, so many people listening, they don't have that that same type of presence in the school with teachers or special teachers. Absolutely. But I'm always encouraging them to advocate for it, right? right? Because all it takes is to know that somebody's doing it and then to use that as a reference. That's it. You know, so yeah. I'm always, you know, saying, look at, you know, if you really want to bring this to your town. Yeah or your school or whatever it may be, look at the Encinitas Union School District as a case study. Um, and it is really just incredible what it does for, for kids and our community too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and, and the need, you know, the need's always been there, but this, mm-hmm. you know, you know, COVID situation yeah. that we've been dealing with for the last two years, kids are really like the social emotional piece with kids. It's, it's been lacking a bit. And so they really needed support this year. We saw kids coming back that just really kind of forgot how to interact and play Mm. with each other. You know what I mean? It's things that we've seen at home, but when you bring it to school on this, you know, big scale, it was a little bit devastating to see, you know what I mean? So I just think more than any other time there's a need, but it's just, you know, just glad that our our district recognized it and is putting the money and the effort towards it. So good. Yeah. So you are, are are you a little bit on call when a kid needs you? Yeah. Okay. Whereas Mrs. Wood is is hosting a classroom. That's right? right. Like a few times. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Since since I'm doing academic, behavioral, and social emotional, I'm definitely I'm I'm on call. The kids have access to us all the time, you know, and they know yeah. at, at our school if they need support, they really know who they can go get that from. Yeah. And they know that if Mrs. Wood is busy, then I'm there for them. Or like you know. It, we just cool. tag team and make sure that we're constantly talking. We meet as a team once a week and nice. we just go over our kids that we're servicing and, you know, what do they need? You know, do they need more time with you? Do they need more time with me? Whatever the need is, we're just making sure they're getting it because oh, again, so you know, not to reiterate too many times, but if, if we don't address those things, it's just yeah. the learning doesn't happen. Yep. Absolutely. Um, 
so awesome. And I'm sure you being a growth mindset specialist helped you land this role. So take us back to, because I remember when we first started learning with you and my first kids first started having you, um, I remember you were like still finishing your master's in growth mindset. And I was like, there's a master's in growth mindset. A, what the heck is growth mindset? And then B, the fact that there's... um, a master's program and it was so cool. So tell us a little bit about what made you decide, what made you learn about that and decide to go back? Cause yeah. obviously it probably already done Unknown column. a lot of school. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got you. Um, yeah. So, so my master's was not really specifically in growth mindset, but I did my master's thesis on growth mindset. Ah, so that's, that's what, what you're was. remembering. Yes. Yeah. So I remember you guys came in at a it was a back to school night. Parents were sitting mm-hmm. in the classroom. This was for Stella, your daughter. And I asked you guys, I'm like, I'm going to be doing an action research project on growth mindset. Are you guys okay with me using your kids as a case study <laughs> to really, you know, study data on, you know, if kids are given growth mindset instruction and education in the classroom, will their grades improve? Will 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 they have academic success? Mm-hmm. And we made it really targeted and specific towards math that year because it was yeah. an action research project that had to be data-driven. And we did pre-assessments with the kids and and then did that growth mindset coaching throughout the year and then the post-assessing. And it really just showed how much growth mindset can make an impact on a child's academic success. I mean, it was what I knew would happen, but to see it in action and really, you know, drive it with data, it was just amazing. And so that was kind of the start of my journey with growth mindset. That's awesome. I yeah. didn't remember that that was like, it was like a um, a thesis and yeah. that there was data behind it. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, well, let's get into growth mindset. Okay. Tell us um, a little bit more about what this means and mm-hmm. um, and all that good stuff. Got it. So, I mean, in a nutshell, growth mindset is really a, a belief system. It's It's that belief that anything is possible. So it's, it's, there's so many components to it, but that belief that through struggle and through challenge, that's when we grow. When Mm -hmm. things are too easy for us, when we're just floating and coasting along, that's not growth. Growth is in the struggle. And we've all heard that before, but it's just, but not necessarily as kids, right? No, but not as kids. Good call. Yes. So bringing this to kids, kids, you know, you think of like a, a, a Carol Dweck, who's sort of the pioneer of growth mindset said and and her philosophy that kids are born to learn i mean we that's how we come into this world born to learn so when do we start shutting down when do we start doubting ourselves and that's when those external forces come in and start to tell us that you're not good enough or you're not as good as and we start to believe that and our and 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 it's literally our brain chemistry our neurons in our brain change and so it's just such a powerful thing so it's that idea that if we can start coaching and talking to kids about the fact that you know you're not good at anything yet I mean you're you know well that's not really the best way to say it right (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean Let me rephrase that a little bit. So you're having struggles in math or you're having struggles in reading instead of I can't read or I'm not as good as or I'm not good at something. It's just that you don't have the skills or the tools or the ability yet. And that powerful word of yet, it gives possibility to kids. I think it's teaching kids that the power is in the possibility. Yes. I remember that. The power of yet. The power of yet. That's a huge one. And you'll walk around our school and that's the language the teachers are using. It's so so amazing from that year to now thinking about when was Stella in fourth grade? I mean, so she's she's, an eighth now. So it would have been five years ago, five years ago. The difference in the common language that's going on in our school about growth mindset is just unbelievable. Oh, that's so, awesome. So, you know, you think about if you can hit the kids early, you can hit them in preschool, hit them in, kin- in kindergarten with these concepts, the growth that's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just oh, really been amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So, And then um, it seems like growth mindset. So just a few years ago, yeah. actually, um, was when I first started to understand like the mindset piece. Now, 
I knew, so t- about 10 years ago was right. when I started learning about positive parenting and figuring out I needed to work with the kids, especially Stella, yeah. <laughs> in a much yeah, different yeah. way. Yes. Um, and then I did a ton of life coaching and like worked on limiting beliefs and all these things, like all this personal development that was amazing. But the mindset piece, I actually didn't start really understanding till a few years ago. Okay. And as far as like scarcity thinking or versus abundance, right? right? Yes. Or um, and I remember at first I was really kind of like, what? Like, I get it. But at yeah. the same time, um, it just was a journey to kind of figure it out. Um, but I realized that the envisioning part, the like focusing on what you want to learn right. and what you are going for and dreaming of and wanting to happen um, really makes a difference versus focusing on what you don't have or how there's not Absolutely. enough or that you are the, you know, have the ninth, you know, you're the worst in the class on the score or whatever. Right. It's um, that comparative thinking, you know, that yeah. it's not, it, it's just bringing it back to the self and what are you capable of? And it's, it's teaching kids and coaching kids in that it's not the product, it's the process. Yes. That's the biggest part of it. It's that process to get there, you know, working hard, you know, um, intrinsic motivation. Well, I mean, mm. going back to Carol Dweck, that was why she started to study growth mindset because Intrinsic motivation is something that is nearly impossible to teach, right? Yeah, yeah. This teaching growth mindset is actually a way to bring out that intrinsic motivation. So right there, Mm. it's just absolutely huge. That's so great. Yeah. And then scientifically, I mean, this is where it's, you know, a little bit out of my league to to talk too much about this, but what I do know is neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. And that is literally that you are reshaping your brain. Yeah. And that is just something that when you know that, when you know that physiologically that that can happen, then you're you're bought in. You know, it's like that. That's amazing. Not only is this a concept, but this is something that really is happening with your body. Oh my gosh. Well, that, that, what you just said about the intrinsic motivation is so fascinating yes. because um, I did we inside of our bonfire support community we had a question come in a few weeks ago and a teenager um, was just like not just not digging school yeah. not into it right of and course. we were having a great conversation around intrinsic motivation and I actually um, called my mentor about it who I studied under for years and I was like man this is a tough one like right. ha- you cannot it's hard to teach intrinsic motivation now everything we do um, builds intrinsic motivation in kids for sure like right. we know that yes but it's hard to to not hard it's um it's it's it's, it's nearly impossible to right teach. i mean it really you can talk about it all yeah. day long but it really is you know it's one of those things that's next to impossible because it's something that sort of like comes with somebody right but like i said this has been you know something that truly truly can build intrinsic motivation and that's that's new you know so if a kid is not doing well in math or science and he's just not interested in school Mm -hmm. then teaching him these concepts um of of maybe you can take small steps or you just don't have a joy for it yet yes but something like that is what it would look like that's exactly what it would look like and it's not a one and done process it's a continuous discussion and it's something that you know you're building into as a teacher building into your classroom community you know what i mean you're you're working with one on what you know working with kids one-on-one and in small groups but you're really the the root and the start of it is building a classroom community that believes in a growth mindset right and that might look like you know coming up with a as a class together coming up with a growth mindset pledge that you're reciting every day Mm -hmm. and you know or coming up with um, you know, kids share. I think of Taryn, your son. I mean, he was so amazing about sharing his experiences in growth mindset mm. in the outside world with skateboarding and oh. things like that. That was one that he would always share different tricks that he was learning and that he had been, you know, shut down and I can't do this. And then he would kind of, we call it a mindset reset where oh. those can't sentences you know we changed that we flipped that script and yeah. once he started to do that all of a sudden he was able to have that oh, success yeah it's so good Corey, because um it's to be reminded of that year he had with you where yeah. he got that education so young because he does struggle with like um those those negative thoughts Absolutely. of like man i suck right. i'm an idiot right, right. like right or and and both my kids are super competitive so he wants to be the number one. Like yeah. if he if he starts a new sport or he'll <laughs> he like has started to surf more and um 
it's so cute because you can tell he he'll get a new surfboard and he'll just imagine he'll, he'll watch a surf flick. Right. He'll imagine himself going out there and just smacking the lip, like yes. doing airs. Yes. And then he gets there and he's it's like, not the it's exactly not the same, same thing. <laughs> but you know, he, his, that's one of his, his struggles. That'll be one of his journeys. Biggest Absolutely. journeys is to change that and to implement what you taught him. Whereas Stella's just a different cat. You right. know, she's just, right. she, she, if she doesn't think she can do something well, she's like, well, I'm going to learn and then I'm going to be the best and you better get out of my way. And that's a different way. Like she just it was is made in a different way. And so with yeah. a kid like Taryn, this kind of coaching is just invaluable. Oh, a kid yeah. said to me the other day, it was funny, and this came from a kid and who had heard it from, you know, somewhere else. But would you be friends with that voice inside your head? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that is like... A kid said that. A kid said that. And that's exactly like when you talk about Taryn, you know, he's learning to make friends or to, to he's learning to make that, you know, those voices inside his head a friend to himself. You know what I mean? Yes. As, as silly as that sounds, that's part of the growth mindset. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was um, one of my mentors told me a few years ago, um, you need to just not engage. You don't have to engage with all those voices, right? right. And, and I remember at the time I was like, what, how do you just not listen? Yeah. But it is a practice. It's you, a practice. And when, when Great you're in, way to say it, yes. Yeah, when you're in a classroom like yours um, or in a family right. or... Um, you know, whatever you have the practice and every day you get a, you, you just practice, you get a little bit better at letting those thoughts pass yes. and engaging or pulling on the, like all the, the verbiage that helps you put it into this, just the not yet. Absolutely. But I'm going to get there. And the reframing, yeah. because even like, you know, in our classroom, that was such an amazing thing because other kids would hear, you know, hear someone say something that was quite negative about themselves and it would be right away called out growth mindset reset and they would have to oh. sort of reframe and it was just a practice that we did every single day and yeah. so to go back to that one and done thing I mean this is something that really has to be happening all the time yeah and what's so cool is that um with amazing teachers like you now our kids are learning it young right for most yes. of us we learned it in our 
thirties, whatever, forties. Yeah. And it's a and lot are harder. Still learning it. Every yes. day. Yeah. yeah. And it's harder to pave those new neural pathways, right? right? But for the kids, they're so, um, you know, they're amazing that if they can get this young, it's just fantastic. It, it becomes a belief system that's to just yeah. put into practice every single day. Yeah. So speaking about consistency, I yeah. do remember um, back, we sometimes will find a journal yes. of theirs. Yes. And that was one of those practices, right? Is it is it right that you would start out each day? Yeah, we would start, you know, with, with journaling. And a lot of times I would put out like a growth mindset quote or something related. And the kids would break it down and analyze it. And we'd talk about why it is what it is. So again, it's just those community building practices, um, you know, journaling, kids sharing their experiences, oh. mindset resets in the classroom, talking about neuroplasticity, you know, bringing these vocabulary words into the picture, all yeah. the physiology behind, you know, growth mindset and the brain, you know, brain science. I mean, this is just something that became just the norm in the classroom. And like I said, I'll bring it back to Parkdale Lane again. I mean, you know, with this amazing team we have at Parkdale Lane, our social emotional coach, or teacher Sarah, coach and teacher yeah. Sarah, just this, this is the way we do things at our school now. So yeah. that's what is such an amazing change. It's not such a novelty anymore. Yeah. Because I did feel at that time, it was like a little bit of a novelty and what is right. this? And now people are watching you. Yeah. Is it working? Yeah. This is, this is really <laughs> happening. Um, but no, now it's a community and it's, it's a school community and it's becoming a district community of, you know, of kids and adults that are embracing the growth mindset. Mm, so good. So it's really powerful. Yeah. I remember those journals. Um, Karen would write about skateboarding. He'd write about oh, snowboarding. Yeah. Oh, yeah all the things. But one day it was so sweet. He wrote um, about how emotions make me uncomfortable. Yes. yes. And um, I don't even, I don't remember if he wrote like I'm learning to something. It was just the statement of like yes. emotions make me uncomfortable, Absolutely. which is so common for kids and especially boys. Right. Um, and I remember like we would go to all, he's always been the kid where we would go to watch, like he'd never watched it once ET and he was so upset about the parents like leaving him or um, Wonder, the movie yes. Wonder, oh, the, like the sadness. Movie. Yes. I love one of my favorite yes. movies. So the sadness. So he was uncomfortable with what that sort of brought out of him. It was such a great yeah. thing for him to write because it, it was the perfect word for it. It was uncomfortable. Right. Um, but but I love what you're doing with the kids because it's teaching them that vulnerability yes. to say those things and write those things yes. is not a weakness. No. It's actually a strength. No, and, and I have a great add on to that. So yeah. I hope I, I don't think Taryn would mind me sharing this because he is yeah. very like I feel like he's pretty open in this way. But yeah. I did a class meeting with his class the other day and our focus question was, what would you want? What do you want other people to know about you so that they can understand you better? That yeah. was the focus question. And Taryn, among other kids, because that's part of that is making connections with each other. Cool. When you share something, you want to make connections that elicits empathy. That's the whole, you know, process, process that we're looking for. And Taryn shared something really similar to that with his class, but he felt comfortable. It was a space to share that. And awesome. other kids made connections with him and other kids shared something similar. And it was like, wait, I didn't know that about you. Okay. I get that. So, you know, now, I'll treat you if you know something about someone how could you you know how could you not be mindful of that in your treatment of them you yes. know if you know their personal story and you know yeah. they struggle with something or you know that this such a thing is hard, is hard for them such as like showing emotions how do you not take account of that when you're you know interacting with them yeah. and that's what we're trying to do oh it's so cool sharing personal stories eliciting empathy making yeah. those connections it's just it, it's golden really I mean, yes yeah. and and like especially with the emotions front acknowledging that it is a journey to become um more comfortable or develop that emotional yes. literacy or wellness yes. and he's the him and so many other kids and again especially boys yeah. have you ever you have a you have a son you have a daughter and a son i right? do i have both yeah have you ever seen the movie uh the documentary um the mask we live in no oh my gosh Corey. Oh, okay everyone listening okay um if you ha if you're raising a son or are married to a man sure. or or a guy sure. um it is the most beautiful documentary that like in. just reminds us okay. how important it is that we teach um these boys especially um the power of emotional wellness yes. and that it is such 
BS that they are, you know, cultures set them up to think that it's weak to feel sad or cry or whatever it is. Um, so it's a really powerful documentary. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. I got to go to like a live, um, um, when it showed with it and like Tony Hawk was on the board or on the board and, um, I forget maybe one of the guys from Switchfoot. It was really cool. Right. I mean, we could, I mean, this is just a cultural shift in so many ways. It's amazing that, you know, like you said, emotional, especially, especially for our boys, you know, and and girls, obviously everyone as well, but like that there's strength in sharing your emotions. There's strength in sharing your stories. There's strength in connection. Yes. So good. And all that are, you know, all of those things are the building blocks towards that growth mindset piece. So it's just, everything is interconnected. Okay. Talk to us about, um, the self-management, self-responsibility, mm-hmm. kind of goal-setting, setting self-assessment. I'm putting these all kind of into one category yes. because it seemed to me that what you taught our kids was uh, to make a plan mm-hmm. and um, get out of, I won't even say that, to, to walk into an empowered state about yes. how you're going to make it happen instead yeah. of relying on other people or whatever it may be. But there was, there seemed to be a lot of that self-management. Yes. Um, and goal setting and tracking and then That's looking exactly back. Right? Yeah, it, it, the goal setting and the self management was that was the uh, the idea of it initially was to empower the students to yeah. sort of have onus and management over their learning because for so long the way that you know the system was set up it's the teacher was in control of the grades and it was sort of hidden almost from the student yeah. and the student just knew like oh I don't you know I'm I'm succeeding or I'm failing, but they really didn't have a connection to what was happening. And so the growth, um, the goal setting, and we developed some goal setting sheets is what you're talking Mm -hmm. about in the classroom where the kids basically tracked their progress. Okay. So they were the ones that were in charge of their grades and their progress in their grades so that they can see very clearly, again, not looking at this end game, but looking at the prog- the, the, the progress of it and not the product, watching how they, you know, maybe I went for, I, I mean, I'm just not to even talk numbers or anything like that, but maybe I went from like a 67% to a 70%. Okay. But I made improvement. That's it. And you're looking at your own improvement. We're not comparing to each other anymore. The verbiage in the classroom That's changed. Cool. It's not asking a kid, what did you get on your test? It's asking a kid, hey, did you improve this time? And so oh, just so shifting that language in the classroom was so powerful. And kids could just take take charge of their learning. You know what I mean? When it came to be like you, you knew when you would come to me and we'd have parent-teacher conferences, Yeah, you you were aware of how your child was doing, but not only that, your child was aware of how they were doing. Yes. And we weren't just tracking grades. We were tracking, you know, your growth mindset and, and how were you feeling this week about your learning? How did you start the week? How did you end the week? Yeah. That reflective piece that you're talking about. Reflection is everything. And we know that as adults, but to teach kids how to be reflective learners is yeah. just so powerful and really leads to, you know, academic success, social emotional success yes so good yeah um yeah because it's i just had a call i've got a new private client he's um 16 just moved across country and he's like struggling and i'm working with his mom on something else so we had a good call and he was telling me how he was like not doing very well in math and science um but it was really cool and i think he's probably a product of today's culture right where he was like but i was failing and i got I got it up. He's like, I'm, it's a C now. That's it. And I'm like, heck yes. Congratulations, dude. And I got to ask him, how did you get it up? What did you do? Yeah. Like, um, what was it that you did? Did you have to ask for support? Like, right. I just got to ask him what he did to get it up. Right. Versus years ago, it was so about just the standardized. Yes. Um, yeah. Every you know. child should fit into this mold. And if they don't, then yeah. they're not a, su- a success. And that, you know, that's a really scary place to be because that's yeah. not, that that's not realistic you know that's Absolutely. not going to lead to any sort of success right yep and yep. a lot of shutdowns <laughs> a lot of shutdowns especially yeah. the strong world ones right yes. like stella like yes yeah well it's interesting you know you talk about stella too because on the other end of that what i found really fascinating about growth mindset when i first started studying it i really thought okay this is for kids who are academically low and struggling and and shut down great mm, I, yeah. I see that i see that fit but what I didn't really realize that kids who actually have had 
academic success come easier to them, they struggle with it maybe even more because mm-hmm. the minute they, they they actually will avoid trying anything too hard because that could mean, you know, failure for them. And they've yeah. never had failure. And that's such a scary place to be. Yeah. So even when you have you know, a kid that has that academic success come easy growth mindset coaching is like really maybe even more important so that Mm. they're feeling comfortable to take risks. Oh, that's such an important part because I think you're teaching um, and what we have now is setting kids up to understand that just because you fail once or don't get it or like bringing in the concept of failure. There's so many good quotes about failure, right? Right. Like that it's not actually failure. It means that you're trying and that there's whatever. First attempt in learning. Right. To fail is first attempt in learning as an acronym. (laughs) Yes, it's so good. Um, But again, it's very different than the way things were done 50, 60 years ago. And and that's in all of life, right? Um, And just remember, listeners, everything that we're talking about today, you know, is I really take what Corey, which you taught us and actually, even after working with you, built a lesson around mindset that we'll actually be studying with my community members in January of 2022, Um, but all about mindset. And I I brought in the growth mindset stuff that I'd kind of learned from Taryn as he brought it home. But this so applies to the home too, right? Like it so applies to behavior and really, and as adults too. So there's different things I think about. So there's the classroom you're talking about. There's, and then you guys bring in the social, emotional literacy and behavior side at school too. But then there's the home environment where if your kid can't sit still at the dinner table yet, if he can't keep his hands to himself with his sister when she steps on his Legos, when Mm -hmm. he um, talks out in class, like there's so much behavioral stuff that is the same concept because, um, you know, it's like math and science and English are all great things to learn and tying your shoes is great, but also self-regulation and self-calming and emotional literacy and being able to ask for what you want. And all these things are just as important of life skills. And I think you can apply everything when it comes to growth mindset of you just haven't, you just haven't mastered that life skill yet of Absolutely. self-regulation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yes. And, and for us, for teachers and, you know, being on a school site when parents can sort of adopt some of this language and, and bring it into the home. I mean, it just makes things so powerful because we're yeah. a team. That's, you know, that's what this yeah. is meant to be teachers and parents and students, you know, administration, it should be a team effort. And if we could all be sort of, you know, doing that part to empower our kids to know that, you know, they can be successful, even if they're in the midst of a struggle, they will get there. And if, you know, and getting there is, it doesn't even matter, but the journey is the important part of that. And that's what builds strength and character. And yeah, we are doing something amazing as a society, you know, as yes. a team, as a community. And yeah. then you're rubbing off on the parents because then you have parents who, are realizing that they want to do it differently, yes. right? Than what was done to them or the way they were raised. So right. they're trying to switch from doing things a different way. And then there's going to be nights where they just feel like total failures, where they're like, I can't do this. Right. I can't stop yelling. Oh, or felt like that as a parent, you cannot tell me you haven't, right? Yes. Exactly. And so. if you can adopt this, uh, this mindset and um, just walk into like the more abundant thinking and, and again, right. focusing on what you want versus all the reasons why you can't have it it'll help empower you in any area of life I love it yeah and it's just that you know being a parent it's that reflective piece again coming back to that reflection not beating yourself up just being reflective you know I think that's a big piece to it too but I had you know lots of fun stories with kids coming back or parents telling me you know I said something at home that was you know kind of not a it was not a growth mindset statement and that my my child made me reframe it to a growth mindset statement so it does filter into the home through the child even yes it does Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. 
kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yeah, I really think you were the beginning of, of me being aware of all this, but every week at our coaching for the Bonfire Support Community, if someone says, I can't, yeah. or I should, or this is hard, yeah. <laughs> I pop quiz them. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, you know I'm gonna pop with you. How could you reframe that? And I, I make it. them write. Usually, I make them write rewrite it. I love it. See, and mindset reset right there. It's, that's 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 the action. Yeah, but it really is. It's interesting. So we'll touch on verbiage right now. So it's interesting how I don't know what this all looks like in the brain and stuff, but sure. but when you speak words or when you write them down yeah. about the situation, mm-hmm. it's um it's very. Uh, powerful, right? right? So if you're telling yourself and actually writing it, like, I, I just can't do it. Absolutely. I just, um, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like hard has been a word that's been really fascinating. I actually completely removed it. Okay. I'm kind of, sometimes I'm like an all or nothing person. It's right. easier for me to say no more. Like right. I will, I won't say the word hard anymore. And if I do, I do all the time and I catch myself. Yeah. Um, but there's, if we tell ourselves something is hard, yeah. Or if we tell ourselves that we can't, um, we'll believe it. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. So let's talk about some verbiage replacements. Um, maybe we'll start with some kids or whatever. Um, but like, what if a kid is saying, um, I don't know how to do that? Right. What's a little bit of a verbiage replacement? Right. And I think that comes back to just bringing yet in. That's the most simple verbiage mm. replacement that you could do is, you know, I just don't know how to do this yet. Oh, and it easy. gives you the power of possibility. That's just, it's just, it's a, it's almost like a door opens all of a sudden and it's like, okay, oh, oh yeah. I, you know, the, you, you see the wheels turning in the child. You, oh, you're right. So there's possibility to this yes. because that's what we're trying to avoid is that shutdown that happens when you say can't, or when you say, I can, you know, that this is too hard. I can't do this yet. It, it literally, it's like a door slam shut. Well, I love it How too. How do we open that door? Yeah. Because it's also making the child right. So yes. if they say, I don't know how to do that. It's like, you're right. Right. Instead of. That's not true. Right. You can do this. Right. Just put you, just work harder. And that doesn't work. It for doesn't anyone. work. You it's know, like, they're, yeah, they're going to, I mean, there's no belief system to that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. Not yet. Yeah. But you're going to. Yeah. And, and, the power and of possibility happens. That's another one we've, we've changed in our community a ton um, is I take out but a lot and I put and. Yes. Um, I don't know how to do it um, yet. And I can. Right. Right. Um, and that it just, again, elicits possibility. And that's what we're trying to coach. And that's what we're trying to do. 
I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. And how about, um, I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at math. Right. Right. So I think that one of the more positive ways that you can reframe, I'm just not good at math, besides just saying, you know, I'm not good at math yet, is that, you know, I'm in a struggle right now. The struggle is my journey. That struggle mm-hmm. and that journey will lead me to improvement. And that's where we want to be because we're not looking at, you know, as success as our end game or as some sort of percentage on a test as our end game. It's that struggle. It's that journey. It's that possibility that opens doors for kids. Yes. The whole like the idea of that. It's not about the end game, that it's about the journey. It was more for me. It was more personal development. Yeah. But in the beginning, I was like. Right. Yeah, right. I just don't want to yell anymore. I don't want to, like, I just want her to put on her shoes. I just want her to, like, yes. not get a note sent home from school. You know, right. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. And now I realize that it really is the journey. It's the people you meet along the way. It's the creativity that you have. It's like the compassion and the unconditional love you're able to give a child in a moment where you feel like they're just not responding or not behaving the way you want. Like, the, all those parts of the journey or that's what makes that's up life. Of, that's it. That's, right. That's the beauty of life. Exactly. And it's those yeah. in the moment things. If we could, if we could kind of stop ourselves and be in the moment a little more, I think we realize what, you know, the, the possibilities that are out there. It's that time where you can be reflective and just know that, you know, things are hard. Things are complicated. You know, life gets, life is a struggle at times, Yeah. but if it wasn't, it would not be as sweet. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's just part of that, that whole mindset shift. So good. Um, and then we'll throw one more in there. I have um, a little boy that's part of our community, um, his mom and dad, of course, but he's, I think he's eight or nine, but he always says, and, and his mom mirrors this often, right? Which is usually the case. Of course. So yes. we're always helping her reframe this, but you know, he'll say like he has a tendency to get really angry with his brother or sure. whatever, um, or just have like outburst of like, ah! and he'll say like, I, I can, I get this in a calm time, oh, right? Like they'll that. practice. They know yes. that they need to practice a lot, just yes. like Olympic skiers do. Of course. Um, but, and then he'll say, but when I'm really angry or um, when it comes time and then he'll say the scarcity statement, he'll say, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's impossible for mm-hmm. me. Right. Um, so maybe some ideas on that. And the equivalent would be like, um, you know, and I can see that showing up in the classroom too. If there's a test, right? Like I can do it when I'm calm, but then when this pressure's on and there's a test, I just can't do this. Like maybe that shows up there too. What would be some reframe for that? Yeah. So I, th- I think looking at those situations and it kind of circles back to what we talked about originally, where that social emotional piece has to be met before the academic piece happens. And so, you know, if I have a kid that's that that's happening in the classroom, I'm gonna as a teacher, and this was a huge shift for me because as teachers, as parents, we're always thinking like, we need to get this done and this has to happen, you know, and when it doesn't, we get stressed out and we don't know how to maybe, you know, handle ourselves as well as we would like to. But for me, like, so let me kind of circle back to like a, a classroom example. I was going to give this big assessment and it was very important and it's important to the district and mm, and all sorts yeah. of things and so as a teacher you start to get a little you know stressed about that i need to get this done i need to have every child finish it and they had it was actually it's so funny it was Taryn's class and they had an issue out on the playground with football or kickball whatever they were you know it was kickball that year mm, kickball yes, was a I big remember one. that yes. so they would come they came in from recess or lunch recess i can't remember which and they were just in this heightened state they had yeah. been fighting out on the playground there was a lot of dissension and it was just like as a teacher I had to say to myself I need to deal with that Mm -hmm. before we can move to anything else and I'm going to push everything academic on the back burner and we're going to sit and we're going to have a community circle we're going to do some restorative justice and we are going to figure this out before I'm going to make these kids do anything academic because what would the point be yes it wouldn't be successful for anyone nobody's ready to go there emotionally restorative justice yeah that's That's the best that's a big one is that like peaceful conflict resolution it is it's it's helping kids to see their part in a situation not only to see their part to see how their actions have a affected others. And then the coolest part is, how do I get back into the classroom community? How, what can I do? What actions can I take to sort of 
be welcomed back into that classroom community in a way that's, you know, that's healthy and safe. So it's a really good. So just, you know, I don't know if that exactly answered your question, but it just made me think about that right away is just sometimes as parents, as teachers, we need to understand that we need to take care of. It's almost like that triage of needs, like what needs to be taken care of first so we can get to where we, you know, may want to go. Yeah. And in that example of that little boy, I mean, it's obviously the emotional, the emotional piece, right? It's like, that's what I'm hearing when, when you're, when you're talking about him, I'm hearing that piece needs to be met before anything else can happen. Yeah. So it's not so much about the skill set of, and I know it's so hard for parents because they're like, I just want him to keep his hands to himself instead of smack his brother, you know, but there's still like the emotional literacy and figuring out like what's going on, what's happening inside. How can we understand that and learn how to all the all the things, right? Yeah. Like and um, giving those tools of communication. Cause I often find with kids that are in that situation, it's almost like you can liken it to a toddler that doesn't have language yet and they get so frustrated they have a tantrum because they can't communicate what what it is they need to say. Yeah. So even with older kids, it's not just assuming that they have the tools to communicate just because they're in a bigger body. Yes. And so yeah. it's really giving tools. And that's where, like, again, I'm gonna refer to Sarah comes in with, you know, all the social emotional coaching she does at our school, she puts tools in the kids tool belts. So they, they have those communication skills. And they even have the skills to not only ask for support, but to say that, you know what, I need to actually take a break. I need to reset. I need to go and, and yeah. breathe in, in a quiet corner and and get myself back to where I can be emotionally ready and prepared to like engage in my day. Yes. So I think it's teaching those skills and not just assuming kids have them because they're bigger kids. Yes. And remembering that it just takes some of us longer to learn certain things. And I think especially those kids that are super kinesthetic, like they're touchy. They're just like, like I'm super kinesthetic. I would still do slam a door every (laughs) once in a while. And I don't think everyone's a door slammer. So like some, for some of us, it just takes a little bit longer to learn um, how to keep our hands to ourselves if we're really angry and we're eight years old and some others that's just not going to be their journey, but like normalizing it for those children that, um, this is just your journey. And this is the big thing that I see in that family. I like and the that. and there. And, um, and you're going to get there. They will you get there. You will get there. They will get there because they're mindful of this journey and they're working with you. They're yeah. seeking out support. So there is no question they will get there. Whatever there is. But every day will get a little bit better. And as then, long as you believe it, right? As long as you believe it. Which is the growth mindset piece. Because yes. if you don't, if you focus on the other side of it, which is like that envisioning piece, right. it's, it sounds so woo-woo, but it really is. It's like true. You have to believe that your child is going to not just be fine, but yeah. is going to thrive. To and then it's so improvements and continue to make improvements. Cause That's as soon it. as you shut down and don't believe that your child will probably adopt that same belief system. That's absolutely And then true. the, I can't do it. I'm it's stupid. Fixed. It becomes fixed. And that's what happens for them too, right? right? Is when the fixed rolls in, especially if it's around behavior, then it's like the shame rolls in of like, what the oh, heck absolutely. is wrong with me? Absolutely. Right. Why can't I get this? Right. And then, you know, a lot of us grew up with that statement of like, what is, you know, what's wrong with you or right. shame on you. And then, you know, many, anyways, it's a whole unraveling. So no, I, it's funny when you say that, because I think of, um, I, I know there was a book that just came out and, and part of it was, you know, it's not what's wrong with you. It's maybe what happened to you, you know, what, mm. what happened in your life or what happened, you know, to you that, sort of makes you act that way. Yes. So it's just shifting everything that we've talked about, no matter what we've said comes to just shifting your, your belief system yeah. to that growth mindset. It really does. Right. Oh. I mean, all these different things kind of come back to that. That is such a good kind of final verbiage re- reframe because right. I grew up with that statement of what's, what is wrong with you Absolute, or, or shame on you. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Did you have a little bit of Absolutely. it too? Um, but I still am breaking that habit. Right. I still I'm breaking that habit. It's go to. It's a go to. It, What's wrong with you is a go to. <laughs> I mean, it just came out with Stella last week. Of course. And we, of course. like, I had to make major amends. And yeah. then it actually turned into the most amazing connecting night. I, as it does, right? Oh yeah. my gosh. It was so amazing. Yeah. Um, but, 
but I love that reframe of like, hey, what happened to you? Because yeah. if I would have been able to catch myself or the, the key is you learn afterwards, right? That's the growth mindset is you learn That's from the, the reflection. Mistakes, you got it. The reflection. But now I love that I have something else to say is like, what happened to you today to make you do that? Or what happened to right. you that caused you to just right. what she did that night that I flipped out about? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it goes back to, sorry to throw another one at you, but you know, when you know better, you do better. And that's right. just part of that reflection piece. Yes. That we're all, we are all these imperfect creatures and we're just always, you know, if you can just reflect and just, you know, shift your mindset and really just make an effort to see the yet or see the possibility in anything you do. I mean, it's sky's the limit. So, so good, Corey. Yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful for our time <laughs> so together. Happy this was so fun. Yes. And hopefully, um, and emotional know, sh- and wonderful. Yeah. And yes. Hopefully everyone um, around the Park Delane community will be able to listen to this because I know they love you as much as I love you and us and we love you. And, um, Let's let's end it with um, t- tell us this, uh, you were telling me as we got in the the note that you got from Taryn this oh morning. Oh my gosh! Okay, so it's so <laughs> great. So yeah, our track teacher, our social emotional teacher at school, has the kids um, when they come through her classroom write thank you notes to teachers, school mm-hmm. staff. I mean, anyone on campus that they want to just give so a shout out to, and it's such a bucket filler for us as teachers. It's just amazing. Yeah. And so I got one from Taryn. I think I got it yesterday, and it was just so amazing he was he you know I I can't remember exactly what he said but he was just I'm so thankful to you for teaching me growth mindset and it's something that I use in my life and it's so powerful and it just he was so just genuine and and just his words just touched me so deeply but what was so amazing is the picture he drew on the top. It was this picture. It was just so grand. And it said, growth mindset queen. We're going to now make t-shirts. Oh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like it made my year. So I mean, just, it was, it's so funny that um, this happened today and he had just given me that. Right. Yeah. So, you know. I'm going to change the title of this episode to how to be a growth mindset queen. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm going to make you a t-shirt in the new year. Oh my gosh. I oh love my it. God. Well, um, thank you, Corey. Thanks thank you so much. This opportunity. This yeah. was really cool. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. And remember, families, um, be an advocate in your community, in your yeah. school for this type of work. Um, and uh, just, you know, don't uh, hold back from having conversations with um, your school staff or your principal and letting them know that this is really important work. And, um, you know, maybe there's something you could do to support or fundraise in your own community to bring more of this work in. Um, or there's always volunteer work. It is very simple, I think, to learn some of these concepts and then bring it into Absolutely. a classroom. Yeah, start, teachers, start there. <laughs> yeah, teachers are always looking for an hour break, right, to grade some papers or possibly have some some help. Um, I remember back in kindergarten and first grade, we used to garden. Yes. I used to come in and garden, and we would just do a little bit of work while we were out there about I am statements or something. And so there's ways to bring this into your school system. Even if you're not a teacher or you guys don't have the funds in your, your local community, um, be, you know, look for ways that you can volunteer. So, all right, listeners, it's been so fun. Corey, thanks again for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, families, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I loved recording it for you. Now, before you go, I want to invite you to join me for a special Q&A. I'm hosting over a new on a new app I found called Wisdom. This live Q&A is on January 13th at noon Pacific. But don't worry, if you're listening to this after that date, you can listen to the replay easily. I'll be sharing all about the Freedom to Be weekend course, which radically transformed my life for the better 10 years ago, both as a mom, a wife, a friend, a daughter of God, all the things. But I am now teaching this course here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, the weekend of February. February 24th. Tickets are selling fast. So if you're interested, now is the time to learn more and grab your ticket. 
So during this live Q&A that I'm hosting over on the Wisdom app, that again will be recorded so you can easily listen later, you can ask questions and even grab the mic and engage with me as I share about the incredible life coaching and healing strategies I'll teach during this experiential weekend course. My account on Wisdom is under at Fresh Start Wendy, so go find me and join this live talk or just listen in after for the replay. And of course, you can always learn more about the Freedom to Be Weekend course by heading to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash freedom course. All right, see you there. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.